On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, what tarot is, it's really an illustration of human archetypes. That's where we want to start from. So we're talking about a deck like people are familiar with playing cards. It's going to be a similar kind of shape. And then it's going to have imagery on it. And those imagery take us through the kind of cycles and life experiences. So we can have deaths and births and marriages and career progressions and frustrations and breakups. And the cards are really depicting the human experience. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Lady, we have a very special guest today. We are so excited. And I do want to say, based on the title, if you are new to tarot or you're skeptical, please give this conversation a chance, okay? Be open-minded and take what resonates and leave the rest over there, okay? So let's get into our guest bio, and then we'll jump into this juicy conversation. Leona Nicole Black is a passionate educator, well-being advocate, and empathic tarot therapist. She is the author of Tarot Therapy, Harness the Healing Power of the Deck a guidebook that explores the use of tarot cards as a tool for self-discovery and personal growth. She also specializes in tarot and cultural studies, engaging popular cultural motives to explore ways that esoteric knowledge can be used to find routes to purposeful living. Leona has been serving as a tarot therapist for over three years, and her practice is founded on the belief that divination through tarot and astrology can deepen our understanding of ourselves through accessing the wisdom of the inner spirit, and that we can use this information for fundamental personal transformations toward a more balanced and empowered life. Wow, that sounds so amazing. (laughs) Leona, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Hi, thanks for having me. You are so welcome all the way from the UK. You are so welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. This is actually my first interview with anyone from the States. So you are the first people I get to sit with. So thank you so much for that. We are (laughs) so so honored. Thank you. So we are going to jump into our quote of the day. And Leona, you will recognize this quote because, you know, we've been doing our research and we read your book. You have the book. (laughs) Yes. So the quote comes from the book. We will get the same message in different ways until we are ready to move on to something else. Now, I'm going to repeat that one more time for the people in the back, because I need you to catch this quote. We will get the same message in different ways until we are ready to move on to something else. All right. Leona, you with that quote, we're already like you already have us wrapped up 
and ready to hear all the gems you have to offer. So when you hear your words being reflected back to you, what comes up for you around this particular quote? I think you asked me this question at a very interesting time. It feels sensitive and warm. When I wrote those words, I was obviously talking about feeling stuck sometimes or just not really getting whatever it is that we're needing to grow, heal, expand, level up, release, whatever it is that's most needed in the moment. And the grace sometimes that we're given by the divine, by God, whoever it is that you believe in, that the lessons will keep settling us, right? That they will be the teacher that is life itself is going to keep calling us into the classroom. And at this point in time where I'm in my life now, hearing those words, the thing that really comes up to me is actually how to recognize that you're in a new place. Because I feel like we do experience so many cycles in life, you know, like, you know, when people talk about healing not being linear, So we can often revisit things and sometimes things can be happening that make us think you haven't caught the lesson or you're still in the same place. And it's not true, but we have these like memories in our bodies. We have these emotions, we have these fears. And so something seeming familiar can like throw up alarm signals inside us. That's like, (gasps) I haven't learned the lesson. I haven't learned the lesson. And then we go hard, right? Like we go, oh my gosh, like I'm just going to, I'm going to get it right this time. And sometimes it's not that you haven't learned the lesson, but that you are in the same place at a higher level, right? You're in the same place at a different vibration, so to speak. You're in the same place creating something new. You're in the same place closing down cycles. And so I think there needs like, as you mature and as you grow and you explore your personal development or your spirituality, some discernment around whether it is you're stuck and you're repeating lessons or you're revisiting themes and and, and patterns in life. Oh, girl, I got chills. I got goosebumps. (laughs) I'm excited. Let's dive in. It kind of reminds me, Leona, of, you know how when you had to take like algebra in in school and then you go to the next level, you still cover algebra, but it's like a different level. It might be algebra two now. And so you have some of the same fundamentals, but you're like, this is familiar. I love the way that you painted that picture. And we want to dig into your story, Leona, but can we just, I have like a three-part question for you. Can we ground ourselves in or on tarot? Like, what is it? How does it work? And then what belief system is required for one to Mm. benefit from the use of tarot? Because I know I grew up very religious. I grew up in church, in church every Sunday, in Bible study. And you know, you know, you know what the church be saying about tarot and stuff like that. So can we just, can we, can we address the elephant in the room before we dive in a bit deeper? And I'll put my questions in the chat just so you remember, because I know. Great. That's that was helpful lot. for me. Let me just get the chat open. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like you, I'm churched. I grew up in the Pentecostal Black Church, super religious, baptized, every ministry you could possibly think of. I was immersed in that space. And of course, was taught growing up that tarot was like a form of witchcraft or, you know, you don't go to soothsayers, you don't do divination. And so it was something that I really avoided. And we can get deeper into my story, but to answer your questions about really what tarot is, it's really an illustration of human archetypes. That's what we want to start from. So we're talking about a deck, like people are familiar with playing cards. It's going to be a similar kind of shape. And then it's going to have imagery on it. And those imagery take us through the kind of cycles and life experiences. So we can have deaths and births and marriages and career progressions and frustrations and breakups. And the cards are really depicting the human experience and the way that we are experiencing, you know, how we talked about earlier, the cycles of life. And this idea that, you know, I still, draw so much wisdom from the Bible. So even the, the the scripture that says that there's nothing new under the sun, right? I love that because you have this deck of cards, 70 plus cards, and it, it doesn't change. Like it is what it is. It's just this set of symbols about our life experience. And you can keep revisiting these symbols to see where you are in your life and how they're showing up. So in the same way that you asked me about the words I'd written in my book and I received it differently this time, Tarot can be like that. There are a set of pictures that you engage with to 
see what is the new inspiration, the new wisdom, the new answers that you can draw from. The other way that I like to think about tarot is as a language. So I love that you used algebra and maths before because that is a form of language. It's not, you know, uh, English words, it's numbers, but it has its like coded language and we get that. And tarot is another form of a language. It's like a, you could, I, I loved learning it. I fell in love with learning the language of tarot as a writer, as a storyteller. I was just like, oh, this is so beautiful. I love weaving stories together. So it's a language that you can use to interact with yourself, to really check in and tap in with your emotions, with your mental space, right? It's It's a way that you can learn to have healthy dialogue with self. We know lots of us have really harsh inner mental critics. You know, our minds can be really unruly and fearful. So it's a really good way of getting intimate with your own mental space and and teaching yourself to to love and care for your your internal world. But of course, it is a spiritual practice for many of us. And so you can also use those cards to be in what I would refer to as divine connection. I think often about the work that I do now, particularly when I work with communities and, you know, being in church services and listening to the pastor and him sitting with the Bible unchanged, right? Like it's just the same words we've read it and each week he's coming with new inspiration new insight and I do the same you know he sits in a divine space and communes with the Holy Spirit I do the same but my tool my my language for articulating and expressing my experience of God is just different but for me the process the inspiration that being filled with like divine spirit for me is exactly the same and so I've feel like tarot is something that you get to define your relationship with how far you want to take that you don't have to be communing with any spirits if you don't want to be you can absolutely use it as a wellness tool many people do and ultimately that's how I started because I was terrified right like I was so scared (laughs) so that was like me putting my toe in like okay wellness only I don't want the spirit stuff (laughs) hey lady it's Terry here Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you, and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel, and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year, and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the sister frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. Beautifully stated. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for that explanation. And so now we're going to take a step back for a second. And get to know you, Leona. So tell us, what is your origin story and how did you begin working with tarot? 
Yes. So I, as you know, I'm from London, UK. I'm Black British. My family are from Jamaica. So I'm Jamaican descent. So my grandparents migrated from the islands to the UK and kind of had their children here. And then their children gave birth to my generation. (laughs) So I'm a Londoner through and through. And as you've heard me talking about, my family were like very religious. So I was like raised in the church. You talked about church on Sunday. It was like church on Tuesday, church on Thursday, church on Friday, church on Saturday, church on Sunday, and then prayer and fasting. And then Sunday evening, so it's like I lived. <laughs> I literally lived that church. And for me, there is, I felt like a deep preparation when I look back on my life, particularly being a very creative person and having this really safe space to explore and express all my gifts and abilities and and really be supported by community. And then as a person who builds community, to have grown up so immersed in community, I learned so much for sure. And also preparing me, I feel like for the spiritual experiences I have now, a lot of what I do now, I understand from my time in the church. But also I experienced lots of religious trauma. I have to be honest, you know, it was a deeply, in the church that I spent my life in, I joined when I was seven, I left when I was 21. So it felt like a ripping away of my roots. It was um, very, very painful, very ostracizing for me. And I spent six years after that, just like so bereft and heartbroken of the ways that I'd felt rejected, ostracized, not not understood for the questions I was asking and the things that I wanted to explore about the world around me, particularly blackness actually, the conversation and the politics around race and identity in the UK is not even, it's nowhere near where things are at in the States. And we recognize that things are in a really difficult place in the States. There's so much still so unspoken here. So in the church space, it also was really reflecting that kind of political apathy is what I would call it. So I'm looking around at my community, I'm feeling uh, this deep sense of love and devotion for wanting to see my community change and improve and not really finding space in the church space to really explore that, you know? So I've, I, there was so much pain around my identity. So I left the church, more complex story than that, but I did, and just spent time feeling abandoned and really unloved, and like I didn't want to engage at all. And I've always been very intellectual really good in school and it was my dream to be an academic so that's what I did I was just like no more god (laughs) I am gonna just like rely on my mind because that's what I can trust that I can like dig deep into things that I'm sure about things I really know and so obviously I did my undergrad degree and then I did my master's and that's why I had a PhD and I was just like and at a certain point I think I just was empty. Like I just, my spirit was just like crying out to be reawakened again. And just like, we cannot deny this other part of ourselves any longer. And I felt so split, you know, I felt like I had this spiritual side and I had this super intellectual side and they couldn't marry. And so actually I'm so touched and excited that my book gets to have a US release because it was actually African-Americans who brought me to Tarot. So, (laughs) you know, it was like, really not a big thing in the UK at all and definitely weren't black women like me in that space but a friend of mine put me on to I won't say her name now because she doesn't do tarot anymore so I want to protect her identity but she put me on to an African-American woman who was also a Christian who was doing tarot and that kind of made me curious enough to watch and she was an academic and so it also bridged that gap for me because I was like okay this is not a crazy person you know like she has credentials she's sensible so I can listen so I started listening and then I just found that I was falling in love with it like I just wanted to hear tarot I didn't even particularly need it to be for me or I just liked it in my environment I was like oh wow and then Tatiana Tarot who's really big in the U.S. space and was someone I started watching and engaging with and I was like wow look there's a black woman and she's incredible And I found the way that she used it just really lent itself to my fears as in it didn't feel overwhelming or too woo-woo, right? She was very grounded, really practical. We have very similar places with both Virgos. Our birthdays are the same day, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so she really was a way show for me. Like I watched her and was like, wow, this is really possible. And at the same time, I was so depressed and exhausted in academia and I was just like I want a different way of serving my community I don't know this is what I want anymore 
And so really those worlds just started to, to bridge. I was still community organizing at the university. We had the Black Feminist Society. I was president there. And so as I was exploring my spirituality, I started bringing it to that space because that space of Black women has always been safe for me. And they were so welcoming. And that was one of the first groups of people that I ever really started doing tarot on because I fell in love with it deeply and then found that I had a real natural affinity and gift for it. That is so exciting. I feel like I could listen to you talk all day. I see Dom's Dom's reaction over here. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you for sharing, Leona. Thank you for sharing. And we're going to dig more into this in just a bit. But one of the things that we notice is that Arthur Edward Waite is credited as the historical godfather of tarot. And many people don't know that a Jamaican British woman is the one who drew the iconic illustrations for his deck. And so what are some of the other misconceptions or little known facts about tarot that many people may not be aware of? I don't, I'm, I'm, it's really interesting. I, I'm not sure that there are that many misconceptions, to be honest. I think that there is an overall lack of knowledge, really. Like there's just a sense of like, it belongs to the occult, right? Like it's hocus pocus. That's a misconception, I guess. But I don't think that there is actually that much, it's definitely not in the UK space, that much press or information about tarot. So I don't think that people have very varying or complicated, like unknown facts. It's mainly just the idea that is it collective? to Satanism or like devil worship or not. I think if I were to talk about things that would be helpful to kind of debunk, I think that there are like specific cards in the deck that can be quite frightening for a first time person engaging. And I feel really blessed that I get to work with loads of like, I've had a longstanding, I've been doing tarot therapy specifically for three years, but I've been in the tarot space for six. And so I have a community and returning people I love working with, but I've also had the blessing of having so many newbies, like first time people reading, having readings of me. And that is such a special and sacred experience to make that something that is safe and and affirmative for them. And so when cards like the death card come out, you know, in a reading or the devil card, and it's really quite a nerve wracking thing. I've had readings myself, so I know what it's like to be on the other side. And it's quite like, you don't know what's going to happen. So you can feel a bit on the edge anyway. And then you see the death card and you're asking about maybe something you're hopeful about. It's kind of like, do you know what I mean? But remembering that tarot is a symbolic language and so a lot of what you're seeing very rarely if ever is as plain as the death card means you or someone's going to die right it's about endings completions releasing of things so I think that understanding that that's the way to engage with it can help people feel less fear around what the tool is itself and I think to be honest the more that people understand it or engage I think the less There will be fear, even if they decide it's not at all for them, because I have people in my life who are just like, you know, I I don't use that or it doesn't really resonate for me. And that's totally fine. But I think that it is better to be able to make that from an that choice from an informed place and be like, oh, that's not really a tool that I use or I use a different, you know, process of self-development rather than you know, I don't believe in it or I'm frightened of it. I think it's important that people get the chance to really understand and experience it. That makes perfect sense. Yes, yes. And I can appreciate that. And so when you have people who are curious and it's their first time, I don't know how things are in the UK, but a lot of times in America, you have people who aren't legit and are willing to take advantage of folks, right? And so for someone who is trying tarot for the first time, how can they tell when a tarot reader is legit? Like we want, we want our folks out here to avoid being scammed. So yes. how do they know when a tarot reader is, is legit? And I think it's a good question because you have the, the questions of whether this is a good person to get a reading from in general. And then you also have another area that's happening on social media where there's a lot of scamming, you know, so I have sometimes people impersonating me on Instagram and, you know, it happens so much. Yeah. For spiritualists, they, and and astrologists too, actually, they really target people by creating fake accounts and then messaging them and saying, 
I'd like to reach out to you for a reading. And, you know, that person feels so like, you know, imagine that they look up to you or, and they're like, oh my gosh, this person's reached out to me. And, you know, it, it's, it's very sickening to me because it really preys on, on the pure hearted and the vulnerable. So, I mean, starting there, like, I think you should always be dubious if someone is coming into your DMs and offering you a reading, particularly if they're saying to you that your your ancestors sent them. No, like if your ancestors want to get a message to you, they can do that. And they can also prompt you to go and find somebody. But someone out of the blue that's talking to your ancestors and you're not, uh, I would really really question that. How did my ancestors even find you? (laughs) So let's start there. So soliciting you for readings, I think, is something you should always like be cautious about, always be double checking. It can be quite gratifying from the, for the ego for you to be contacted by, you know, someone who's an influencer or a celebrity and you think, oh, great. So there's that. And then the other thing I think is you want to substantiate that the person, they may be a genuine tarot reader, but you want to substantiate that this is the right person for you to be working with. And the thing is you have people who are, you know, dishonest in the space, who see it as a way to get money quickly, you know, who see a YouTube space or the TikTok space. And often because I'm a reader, you'll see people like pull cards um, and display cards and give a message that's completely the opposite of what the card says. But if you're not familiar with tarot, you might not know that, you know, and we we talk about this a lot as readers of like, it just has no possible way to mean that. (laughs) I know we say it's symbolic, but I, you know, when you pull the death card, it doesn't mean that this person is, is desperately dying of love for you, right? Like that's not, that's not the interpretation. There are so many other cards in the deck that can express, you know, love and affection and intimacy. The death card is not going to be the one to come out and say that. Like, so... There's that. So I feel like, you know, there are people who are doing readings and are very disingenuous, but my advice for getting a a good reading with a good reader is community. You should not look at a tarot reading like it's like a e-commerce website or Shopify, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want it to be like how you go out and buy your coffee. It is not that. You are allowing yourself to be read, to be intimately experienced with somebody, and you're taking counsel, advice from them, which even if you decide to you do want to discard it it's already entered your consciousness in some way, right? Like you're, it's going to engage with you. And I just think it's a very sacred thing. And, and, and growing up in the church, I really believe in safeguarding myself around the sorts of people I let speak into my life, right? Like don't come and put your words on me. <laughs> so my advice is that you, you need to really be in community with people. Now, a lot of the time that's going to be maybe long distance or digital, but you want to take some time to watch this person at work, Okay, you want to see, let me like watch your readings over a period of time. Let me see how you're engaging with other people. What are other people, uh, what are the testimonials, the character references that you have from people who are getting readings with you? And also what kind of community do you belong to in terms of the space itself? Are there other people who I respect and and, and and enjoy engaging with, who you are also connected to, because that then says that you're also an individual who fosters healthy relationships with other spiritualists. So for me, that's a big sign because also we're talking about uh, both accountability. If you have an issue, you may need to, to bring someone in to, to, to resolve something, and that's never happened to me, but I've seen that happen. And also growth and development, like we grow in community with others. I grow from loving and learning, you know, with my sisters and just being like, you know, wow. <laughs> Like what's happening in your life? What's happened in my life? What are the spiritual lessons here? Like we do so much development together. So you want to be looking for people who you can see actively learning and growing. And that's one of the first indications that this might be a person who is like worthy of even speaking words over you. And then you want to get a little bit more specific. We all have different specialisms or different kind of like ways we approach the art. So without going on too long, I'll just say for me, one of the things that people often say about my practice specifically is that it is deeply loving and compassionate. And that's important to me, you know, that kind of nurturing, giving people a loving experience, no matter what the message is. Like you need to leave feeling supported. You need to leave with tools. Even if I've said to you like this is a difficult period of time or there's a 
challenging choice you need to make. You need to leave with the tools to make that choice and to feel seen and heard and loved. And so when people say that that is, they get the message, but they get it with that energy, to me, that is a it defines my practice. It's something that kind of marks me. Some people really enjoy a more kind of abrasive approach, right? Because it can be playful. Some people like to be kind of harshly spoken to. And I'm not that person. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you the message straight. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but we're going to laugh, right? We may even, you may often cry. I'm going to give you that compassion. But if you don't want that, there are other readers who don't want to do the handholding, right? They're going to go, bam, bam, bam. This is what you need to go. No, And you might be like, thank you very much. Got the lesson. I'm on to the next thing. So also just recognizing that we all have different styles and personalities. And that factors in just as much because it's not just what's said to you, but the spirit and the way that it's said. And you need to find people that can tell you a message that doesn't leave you on the floor afterwards. Hey lady, have you ever been listening to the podcast and been like, damn, I wish I could be in the same room with Dr. Dom, T, and the other listening ladies? Well, you ain't the only one. Dom and I often talk about how we wish we could bring our authentic sisterhood energy to you in real life. So on Saturday, July 8th, 2023 at 7 p.m., We are hosting a live podcast show and meet and greet in Oakland, California. And guess what? Lady, you're invited. We even have an exclusive VIP experience where you can meet with us one-on-one and attend a twerk class with us if you so choose. Did somebody say, oh, you blatchet? The first 25 people to register will be entered into a raffle to win a Cultivating Her Space podcast swag bag worth more than $250. Visit herspacepodcast.com to learn more and register today before tickets sell out. That is incredibly sound advice and guidance. So... Lady, if you're listening, make sure you're taking your notes on how to find the right person to get your reading from. That was so beautiful. Leona, we have so many more questions for you, but we want to shift up the energy a little bit. (laughs) And we're going to dive into our next segment here. So Leona, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose we want to invite that's right you already know (laughs) you already know so we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment bougie classy ratchet do you take on the challenge I take on the challenge all right we got her Dom (laughs) we got her so what we're going to do Leona we're going to ask you three questions we're going to share three sentence completions and then we have Three photos of you pulled up on the big screen that we're going to share with you at the end. And we want you to choose one photo out of the photos and give us more context about the photo. So I love it. We're going to dive on into the questions. So the first question for you is, what is the sexiest item you own? Oh, I like that. (laughs) I am lingerie as daywear girl. Like, love it. Sometimes my friends call me tits and tower. Like, bitch. Like, love it. That's what, that's my vibe. So yes. I would say I have a really nice green negligee, but I think it's gorgeous and I love to be in it. We love okay. that for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Our next question. I have four words for you. Twerk or two-step? Oh, I am a wannabe twerker, but an actual two-stepper. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Ain't I'm here wrong. for that. We can build yes. up to it. We can build up to it. I'm working yes. on it. Yes. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. We love it. We love it. Our last question for you, Leona, is what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Believe yourself. And I just want to expand on that a little bit. Because I think especially for a person like me who's had to take big leaps of faith has gone in directions where there's been little support or validation at the time I was doing it. Lots of self-doubt, lots of, you know, am I seeing myself clearly? Am I seeing the world clearly? And at this point in my life, I'm realizing that I am 
a really clear tool for perceiving and seeing and understanding. And if I sense, see or feel something, I can believe myself about that. I don't have to double check and be like, oh, maybe I'm wrong because uh, no. If I feel something inside, it's okay for me to say, I believe myself about that. And I think if I'd known that at 16, (laughs) my life would have been very different. Oh, I can understand that. And I'm sure lots of other folks can resonate with that too. And so now we're going to go on to our sentence completion. One topic or question I wish people asked me about more often is... I think, if I'm being honest, it's something that I guarded the most and was the hardest for me to write about in my book, which was chapter five and the love experiences that I'd had and the really deep, deep grief and heartbreak over many years. And I don't think I've ever really... The book was really the first time I told the world and I haven't spoken verbally about it. So maybe that, I think, is one of the things that I'm ready to be asked about now. That is so wow. beautiful. I will say, I I appreciated you sharing that because as I was reading it, I actually shed a few tears because I felt like mm. I was with you in those moments. Thank you for saying that. It was so hard for me to put it in the book. So I was so used to guarding myself. So it just, it feels like a release to, to let that part of me show for sure. We appreciate you, Leona, your transparency and vulnerability. And we do want to hold space for you because you said this is something that you like to share more about. And so funny (laughs) enough, the next sentence completion here is something I wanted to share about my love experience is. Oh, what a timely question. I have realized that I am not a wife. I'm an initiation that's what I have really understood about my love experience. And that's not to say that I'll never be married, but I have studied the pattern of my life now enough to understand that in a romantic sense, when people meet me, they are meeting me at a very, very pivotal moment in their life when they're normally in darkness. And it's like their soul calls me in to lovingly support them out because I I, am so familiar with that dark, 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 difficult place and the work it took took to take me out of that. And I've had really difficult love experiences, therefore, because I've been like wondering, you know, why does it feel like this? Why can it be um, volatile? Why do I tend to see their shadow? Like, why, 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 why? I'm constantly trying to change my approach, change my approach, change my approach until I realised... I'm not doing anything wrong. This is the nature of who I am. I meet people in their darkness. And if I can accept that, then I won't get lost in it. I won't be lost there. I won't be like, what's going on? Why am I here? I'm like, oh, this is like, this is the underworld. Like where you're, you are looking for the sun and I am it, <laughs> you know? In some ways I am it, you know, you're looking for that new day. And I think I now trust that process more. What a perspective. Yes. And so I think that that perspective lends itself beautifully to our final sentence completion. What I love most about myself is... The word that first came to me, so I'm going to pick it, was actually resilience. And I think I struggled saying it because I was like, I don't know, I want to say that as a Black woman. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to be an eternally strong Black woman at all. However, that was the truth that came from my heart. And I think that it is me wanting to recognise that as hard as some periods are, and I have experienced the highs and lows of life, even when I felt like giving up, I am extremely resilient, extremely. And I don't think I've told myself that maybe this year. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell that to myself. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, this is so fun. Well, it's about to get even funner. So Leona, if you can choose a number out of one and three, we'd love to go ahead and reveal the special photo that we have pulled up on the big screen. And we'll give you further instructions once you choose your number. Okay, I'm going to go even number two. All right, so get ready, get ready. Leona, we're going to go ahead and share the the picture. And some people are only going to be listening to the podcast. So if you can describe the photo first and then give us some context about the photo that we would not know just by viewing the photo. Now, y'all who are tuning in on Patreon, get ready for this photo. Get ready for this photo because this photo (laughs) is 
bad. Okay, get ready, y'all. Get ready. It's coming. It's coming. Oh my gosh. When you see the photo, uh, you're gonna be me. like, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that picture. Okay, context. So I was actually in Cape Town, which is the city that owns my heart. I was born in London, but I feel like my heart lives in Cape Town. I spent some time there. It was incredible. And on this day, in this place, this was one of my favorite hotels there. And they'd upgraded me as well to like a luxury apartment. It was just an out of the blue blessing. And I was just feeling so blessed, so loved on. And also at this time, really wanting to embody my sexuality and really connect with my body more. And so to describe the picture for the people who can't see it, I'm actually sat on the sofa. I have... I do actually have underwear on. You can't see it. <laughs> I have a sheer kind of like lime green top on. You can see my bra underneath. And I've put, sh- you know, in the never in the never region. So you can't see too much. But I think that was me almost coaxing myself about being playful, wanting to express my sensuality and my beauty. And being in Cape Town, being in the sun, being in the sea, being also in a, in a black majority country, you know, growing up in a minority space, you just don't get to be in your body in an affirming way day to day like that. So being in a space where everywhere I went was black people, it just let me settle into myself. And so like I I lit up seeing that picture, like seeing me like that just like warmed my heart. So what a great selection. <laughs> yes, I love that. What a great picture, great description and overview and context. We appreciate you playing along with us in the OU Blatchett segment. But we have more questions for you, Leona. Oh, you and, do? <laughs> oh, we do. We have more questions. But do you have tarot cards with you now? Is that a silly question? And could could we pull some? Is that possible? I do have tarot. <gasps> when I was like getting ready, something in me was like, just grab the deck. Like, just grab yes! the deck. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know if Dom is down, but I wanted to know, if is it possible for us to do a general reading for those that are listening in the audience? I would love to get a personal reading to see what comes through. And then we can go from there and see what, if Dom wants to. And we can always edit this out if it's okay. too personal. So you can go all in if you okay. when you do my, yes. my cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I like to do when I do this practice is I ask everyone, so including you listeners, to just drop into some nice deep breaths, you know, set your energy down. I don't want you to be really tense and nervous, just really like relaxed and connected. I'll do the same. I am shuffling some cards at the moment and I do like to just say a short prayer of blessing and protection and thanksgiving. Thank you, Divine Spirit, for allowing me to connect with this particular audience, to connect with these beautiful hosts. Please let this be edifying. Let these messages be uplifting and, and precise and like a, like a target, hitting the hearts that it needs to. Okay, so for the general audience listening, I feel guided to ask the cards actually, what is it you're wanting to know? The general collective. So we have, you won't be able to see, but uh, maybe people watching on Patreon can. The Queen of Cups is the first card out. I'll describe and talk about them when I've got them all out. The Eight of Cups is the next card out. And then the five of cups. So the first thing that strikes me is that there are four suits in a tarot, cups, wands, pentacles, and swords, which reflect fire, earth, air, and water. And you got three cards that were all water, none of the other elements. So this group, this community that you all are serving, the community listening in, you are definitely in a deeply emotional space. Right now you are very connected to your feeling space. It's the main thing coming up and it's the main thing you have questions around. I'm actually feeling and seeing the energy of deep dissatisfaction as like a core experience here it feels like boredom and I feel like this is also a group that is grateful you're not dissatisfied because you don't have anything it's not that there's like a a profound lack I don't see cards here that are like 
there's nothing I'm in a wasteland you know it doesn't it doesn't seem like that but it seems like some of you are settled in certain ways that it no longer feels expansive it no longer is enough to wake you up in the morning that's what it feels like you're going to do it because you're going to handle your responsibilities but you don't necessarily wake up with that mm, that excitement that thirst that hunger and even if I go back to these cards the eight of cups is about a card about going on a journey leaving something behind in the front of these cards there's cups in the in the foreground that he has accumulated over time like I said you're not a group that has nothing you have things but he's like and yet still there's something else calling there's a deeper hunger inside me and in this particular depiction he's like drinking from a cup he's getting ready to have his last you know fulfillment of what exists now and he's going to venture onto the new and the next card, you have this five of cups. This card is about looking at the past. It can be about regret, grief, sorrow. And he's looking at two spilled cups in this card. And he's just like, oh, like the things I had, the, there are things that I wanted. You know, there are relationships I wanted. There are places I wanted to be. There are jobs I wanted to have. And he's looking at how they didn't pan out, right? The cups are knocked over. I think this is really interesting too, because I listened to your last episode and like, this is, it just really bridges in. I feel like the community you serve are really thinking about that last message, really thinking about this. I didn't land where I thought I would um, energy. But the message of this card is that there are always other cups upstanding, right? Like that you're focused on that you don't have and there is more and it's not to say therefore be grateful you know and stop like to stop complaining that's not the message but it's to recognize that your sadness your heaviness your lack of motivation your emotional sensitivity whatever is coming up in the feeling space for you right now is saying to you, you want more and it's okay it's actually okay it's not wrong it's not greedy it's not you know you need to and let yourself accept that you're not happy or not satisfied and it doesn't make you selfish for saying that you know some of you have beautiful blessings you may have a gorgeous home you may have a partner you may have things that other people you feel are praying and and dreaming and begging for and yet you're not satisfied and that is okay you may have even just had a win some of you have just got a new job is the energy that I heard so you've just like, you've just got your dream job and you don't feel happy. You're just like, this was supposed to be the thing that was going to change my life and bring that joy. And it hasn't. And the message is that anytime you have a hunger, a hunger for more, you are allowed to pursue it. That's what this community needs to hear. You don't have to stay where you are because you have so much. It is not wrong to go for more. And I feel like there's some messaging here from family members. Some of you have out, have outpaced family members in many different areas of your lives. And so they feel what they project onto you is they say, look how well you're doing. Isn't, aren't you satisfied yet? You know, like they give you this, shouldn't you stop striving? Shouldn't you be settled enough of what you have? And some of you are making yourself small and saying, yeah, it's true. Like I'm really blessed. But God or the divine source, whoever you believe in, is saying there is no cap on the blessings I want to give you. There's no top ceiling. If you desire more, there's more. If you want more, there's more. And that allows you to be content when you truly are, because it means that right, it could be a season where you're like, I am deeply satisfied and that's beautiful. But in the season where you're like, mm, I feel an itch or a call, don't ignore it. So that's what you're all needing. Permission to say, I want, I'm wanting more than this. Oh, so that was a whole word. Pastor Leona, can you pass the offering tray so we can go ahead and uh, <laughs> share our contributions? Yes. Come on. Yes. Yes. That was amazing. Lady, as you are listening, I hope you really receive that word. You might need to press rewind, not once, but twice, maybe three times to okay. make sure you really sit with that reading and really reflect on where you are in life right now. Oh, I love it. Okay, Terry, you wanted something personal. 
Do you know your sun sign, your zodiac sign? Yes, my sun sign is a Sagittarius. You're a Sag. I'm a Sagittarius. I have so many Sagittarius people in my life. Really? Like, uh, they flock to me, honestly. We have like, a yes. running joke about it. Sagittarius okay. and Cancer Rising. Me too. I'm also a really? Cancer Rising. I'm emotional. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> Very emotional. Very you sensitive. understand that caring, nurturing approach that I take to reading. Them, yes, that country, I love that. That that's energy. For yes. sure. Okay, do some deep breaths for me, Terry. Let's get into, I don't feel called to ask you any questions. Sometimes I would, but for you, mm. it feels like it should just be open. Okay, let's have a look. First card. It's the Sagittarius card. Like, Stop playing. <laughs> I was Stop. shuffling. Night of Wands. <laughs> like, that is the Sagittarius card for me. Wow. Beautiful. What's next? Ace of Pentacles. I was hearing, it's really interesting. My Bible knowledge is extremely rusty. It, used to, it, it, it preserved itself for several years. Where I'm, I'm definitely hitting the can't really remember much these days. <laughs> but increase my territory. I think there's a prayer by. Yes. There's a prophet that it was a prayer by. And the, the, the prophet prayed, Old Testament prophet prayed, God increase my territory. And that is the message coming for you, Terry. I don't know whether that's something you've been asking for, but it's definitely something you're receiving. This is the message for you. That's really, really beautiful. And now there's a little bit more. Hold on. Let's just get the cards out and I'll tell you what I see. I need tissue I already. I want. So I think that's really interesting because I think that you are very tapped into desire. And yes. it's, yeah, it feels like that, that collective message about going for more deeply, deeply, deeply applies to you. Also have the wheel of fortune at the bottom. And that wheel of fortune is about a change in circumstances, a change in environment, a change in almost, I like to see it like I reshuffling the board of like the, of, of the board game, being given new options, new people. And, you know, as someone who's a sad son, you really need that. You, you crave that exploration. So the reading here is you've got the Knight of Wands and the Ace of Pentacles. So this is showing you seeking out the next thing, the next opportunity. And I, I'm hearing specifically the next way to eat, but it's not about money, right? Like there may be money coming from it. But when I hear the next way to eat, it's about calling you to a deeper sense of satisfaction. I can feel it in the heart space. So also it's saying to you that I love it because you've got the Nine of Pentacles and Ten of Pentacles. This is about your abundance and your security. You can see there's so many pentacles, it's earth energy. She's in her garden and this in one of these, these hearts, and she is, she's accomplished. And then the ten of pentacles is the expansion, how other communities are blessed by her accomplishments. That's the energy that you are holding. But they're saying to you, listen, while you pursue the objectives, while you pursue the goals, while you get the bag, do not be swayed away from responding to the deep call and needs of the heart. And I think this is also something that can be very tempting for Black women specifically. When our emotional needs, cancer rising, when that emotional need is going unmet, when there are ways in which you don't feel able to be satiated, you know what we do? We work. We create because that is a place where we feel in control. It's a place where we have power. It's a place where we can make things happen. And the spirit is saying to you, yes, you're very, very good at that, but do not build and work and create to the detriment of your deep, deep, deep satisfaction. The message for you is don't give up on being deeply emotionally satisfied. Don't feel like, you know what? I'm never going to get that. So I'm just going to focus on these things. The Knight of Swords is here and I heard relentless pursuit. That's the energy that you need to have around the things that you know. I can, I'm feeling the energy in my stomach. So again, eating the same, being fed. The things, you know, when you have a good meal, yeah, you know that, mm, that yes, we don't yes. have Thanksgiving, but Christmas day, like, <laughs> yes. you know, like they're saying that full feeling, you need that to power your heart. Cancers, especially a bit similar to Leo, like there is a there's an energy that is generated through the emotion and the heart space that is needed for life. It is needed, and so you can't operate on low emotional stimulation. It doesn't matter if you try to; it can't carry you far enough. And so the cards that you've got, Queen of Pentacles, this is you being that boss, being that businesswoman, being that creator, being that healer, that leader, that ins inspiration. But also, you've got the Ace of Cups here. 
And this Ace of Cups, again, the water energy right back. It is This cup reminds me of the biblical, biblical scripture that says, let my cup runneth over. Because in the imagery, you can literally see the cup running over. And there's lots of actually religious Christian uh, iconography and tarot cards. And the message for you is that you need both. The earth, the accomplishments, but your emotional cup must runneth over. And you now in your life must be unapologetic. It feels like there are others in your life who maybe support you in toning down the emotions or avoiding the emotional roads. And you actually need to speak back to that now and start saying, you know what? It may look a bit crazy. It may not make sense to you, but I'm going to have to pursue certain things for my emotional advancement and you may get hurt sometimes right figuring it out you may be like oh I don't know like I tried and I and I fell down <laughs> you know that's okay though that's why they said relentless pursuit Donnie McClurkin we fall down but we get up that's what you need that's what you need in terms of your emotional regulation and, the, and how you seek out your emotional satisfaction and fulfillment OMG, that was so powerful. This is confirmation for so many things. Dom is very aware of personal things going on in my life. And she's like, giving me eye contact, like, girl, this this was good. Thank you so much, Leona. I need tissue now. This is great. Thank you. Ah. Dr. Dom, did you want a reading? You do? Yes, I do. Deep breaths. For you, I feel like you should ask a question. But before I take your question, what's your zodiac sign? Zodiac sign is Scorpio. Scorpio. Interesting. I don't know why you gave Capricorn energy to me. You might have that somewhere in your chart, but Scorpio Sun. Nice. Okay. Do you have a question? Something you want to know about? There's nothing coming up. There's not a question that's necessarily coming up for me right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask the cards what you need to know because the energy I feel is that something specific or detailed is more what you need. You need something, a more precise tool is what I feel like. You're a person who needs like the minutiae is kind of what I'm hearing. You don't need a big picture, which is why I was like, (laughs) do you have a question? But let me see. Okay, here it is. Ace of Wands and the Judgment card. Okay. These two cards have come out as what you're needing to know or ask, what's inside you. And I would read this combination of cards to be a question of discernment. I'm hearing the question, am I on the right track actually is like coming from inside you. And like also the question of how do I know? Oh, this is, um, this is interesting. It feels like (sighs) I'm hearing the words, what I'm reaching for. It's really interesting that you couldn't ask the question because I actually can feel this kind of like, it's unspoken, almost like I feel this quietness inside my mouth as though there's something that is really unspoken for you, maybe even not even brought to the surface, the conscious level. I feel like there's something, there's, it's much deeper. It's much deeper, so I can't, it's like that. I can't articulate it because you've not articulated it to yourself yet, but there's definitely a deep question inside and it's about re-reaching for things. You have questions again. So it's very similar energy, but from a different vantage point. I think there's wounds in this community, in this group around striving and going for things. I think that you have been disparaged or just not not been adequately supported. There's just energy of like, there's a lot, I can feel it. There's a lot of heaviness on this community around not going further. And I feel like the full card has come out for you, right? This is like a new beginning, a new journey. The tower card and the king of wands, interesting. I'll come to that in a second. But yeah, it feels even for you that there is a question of like, should you be reaching for the next thing or going for the next level? And how do you discern? You're asking yourself, how do I discern that? The thing that I'm going to, say yes to because your appetite is very strong I can feel so you have a very strong sense of like I know what I want like I can feel that from you like you're quite clear on your desires but there is a deeper question of should I am I right to pursue this and I'm hearing that this time as well there's a timing issue for you here let's just have a look because the tower card has come up and I'll talk about that but I just want to check in what that's about 
Okay, yeah, so there's some fears for you that if you move in a certain direction, the four cards, there's something you're contemplating or already doing, but it's new. And you're you're like, what if there are unexpected or unforeseen things is coming up for you here with the tower card? The tower is upheaval, shock, surprise, like things that come through that you weren't expecting. And I feel that there's a lot of hesitation for you and also a lot of, like I said, details, a lot of planning, trying to avert or worst case scenario everything like and if this happens like what's my backup plan and if this happens like how do I do that and if this it really feels like that kind of energy and also the king of wands here is you it's a masculine card but it is you this is you attempting to be in in control and have power over the outcomes of things in life let's have a look at the guidance for you Oh, you are where you are meant to be. And I feel very tearful. Oh, yeah. So it's really interesting. Doesn't surprise me with Scorpio energy. You know how I said too that I meet people in darkness romantically. For me, it's very similar to that, like the depths of the Scorpio energy. So I'm comfortable with it. But you will notice that your cards are heavier, I would describe, than Terry's cards are. So you had like the judgment card, a lot of major arcanas, the the big themes. You've had the tower card, one of the cards that frightens people. You've got the devil card, another card that frightens people. So again, you've come through with this like much heavier energy. But like I said, it's because what you're dealing with is subterraneous almost, like it's deep in the subconscious for you. So it's coming through as like archetype more than express language. I don't know if you've, either of you watched the film Us uh, by Jordan Peele. You've seen it? Yes. Uh So it's like for you, you know, with like Lupita's character, the mirrored family, they were underground and they couldn't speak well. That's like the difference, right? It's like, it's so buried that there isn't, it hasn't been given an articulation. Like, so it's coming out almost like a cracked voice. And that's why the cards look darker because they're from the basement, if that makes sense. So, I mean, hopefully that's helpful to people listening. But the guidance for you, actually, the message was that you are in the right place. And that is a moving message. It is a moving message. So you will always be in the right place as long as you are making your your choices and your decisions from a specific vibrational place in your life. And I feel you you questioning yourself and asking, okay, like you're you're questioning your decision-making, you're trying to validate your decision-making and it is the right process. I just want to help you with the right questions. Okay. So the three things coming up for you are speed. There's something around impatience here. You seem to be the sort of person who, when you get an idea, you want to move. Like, there's that. And then I feel that there's the the next card coming up. There is, you have a very specific vision of success is what I can see. Like, you, you, you're very, again, details. You've got big, big, big details. And then again, control. Those are the three the three things coming up for you. And the guidance for you really is that these are actually three areas that you need to experience some release and letting go. Because if you can, one, trust the timing of your life. So, and it's not the external timing of others, it's the internal timing. I want this thing. I'm excited by this thing. I'm passionate by this thing. And I want to move now. But I look around at my environment and I decide, is it time to move or not? You need to do that process because I think sometimes you're moving because you think you're going to miss out or you're going to miss the boss. And what they're saying to you spiritually is that that won't happen. Almost that saying what's for you can't miss you. So even if you feel that strong desire and you want it now, it's okay if it, if it takes longer. It's not not coming. It's just coming under better conditions. And sometimes when you move prematurely, you do get the thing. That's what I see. They're saying, oh, no, she gets it. Like, there's not a problem with getting the thing. But you may not get it under the best conditions. You may be making concessions or having to make deep alterations in your life for a blessing that came prematurely, you know? And it's like, okay, now I've got to scramble to get things ready for it. And spirit's like, it doesn't have to be like that. It can arrive in a time that feels magical to you, that is unburdensome, that is like, (laughs) in the nick of time, I was just ready for this thing. So there's that. 
And then the element of control, this is about collaboration, but from the heart space. It just feels like you are needing, you know, I, I connect with my ancestors and my spirit guides and, you know, I was really stressed out. And they said to me, do you think that you carry the world on your shoulders? Do you think you're okay by your own efforts? And I was like, yes, I I did. I felt like it's all me. Like I'm doing everything. That's like, you think you make the world go round? Like they were like, child, please take a nap, you know? Like you need to let go. But I was like, no, because if I don't do this, I'm going to fall through the cracks. If I don't, if I've been in deep survival for so long, and you're in this energy, it doesn't feel like, like as deep survival as me, but it does feel like you're needing open energy of collaboration spiritually. You need to not move as though you carry the weight of all your manifestations on your own shoulders. This is a partnership with the divine. And so you need to be looking to the divine to play their part. And that means you not trying to do it. I'll leave it there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I receive it. I receive it. If it feels very accurate, yes. Thank I you. will say the blessings are there. The blessings are there. There's no, there's no issues. It's about the quality and conditions in which you receive them and you feeling validated in your choices. Well, Leona, I feel like we, of course, we have more questions, but I know we have taken up so much of your time. This was so beautiful. <laughs> this was incredible. Thank you so much for yes. your gift, for your incredible book that you've written for us. Thank you for just what you represent. Hopefully when you come to the States, we can hang out all together. That'd be so yes. amazing. Yeah, and I if we get that. to the UK, we have a great audience space in the UK. So if we ever get to the UK or when we get to the UK, we would love when, to link up with you when. when we get there. Okay. Leona. So if you can just let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can support you, what next steps can we take to support the mission that you're on right now? Oh, beautiful. Yes. So I'm most active on Twitter as Leona Nicole Black. I have my Instagram page. I'm about to get more active on TikTok. I'm I'm loving that app actually. So I'm like, I'm ready to play. So you'll be able to find me on TikTok as Leona Nicole Black. In fact, I'm Leona Nicole Black everywhere on socials. So that's that's the name. And the book comes out in the States. So it should be out on the 13th of June. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's so soon. And so please support it. Please buy it. It will be on Amazon and other spaces. And that is the main way to interact with me. Amazing. We appreciate you, Leona. Lady, as you're listening, when this episode drops, the book will be available. So please go get your copy of Tarot Therapy on Amazon or wherever you get your books and follow Leona and support. Now, Dom and I are going to head on over to the after show and we're going to discuss and process these readings that we got because baby, I need some tissue. And I feel like I've, you know, you go to church and you get a good word and you're like, you, you feel like full. I feel full in my spirit. Yes. So we're going to go process yes. that and maybe get some dessert. Leona, we appreciate you again. Thank you so much for your time. And Thank we'll you see so you next time. Thank you so much for having me. It was really beautiful. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period.